What's going on people? Welcome again to the C2 Podcast where we talk about sports. We're back again for another episode of the NBA Basketball Talk Show. On this week's episode, we can just look into the James Allen situation. He pretty much forced his way from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. Over the past weeks, he's turned up to training, overweight, pretty much not playing good in game. Houston had no choice but to trade him to the Brooklyn Nets. Also, we posed the question, did they actually get enough for James Allen? What is enough for James Allen? I mean, he's a MVP player, you know. So what, what is enough for him? What would the player of that value go for in this day and age? Um, yeah, we also talk about you know the net situation how would you feel with Kyrie Irving and KD would Kyrie be okay should he be in the third option me personally I don't think so um Kyrie's over the past couple of weeks has been going missing has been playing games you know um he thinks he's a leader but he really isn't so how would you feel about you know in the third option James Harden's better than Kyrie KD's better than Kyrie what, what's the situation gonna be like over there what's the dynamics gonna be like um also the team lineup the Nets pretty much kind of like traded the old team they've gone to bench they've gone to big man DeAndre Jordan it's not really what it was when he played for the LA Clippers what can I do with lineup can they actually play defense steve nash first time head coach assistant coach mike d'antoni is not really known for playing defense so how's that gonna work enjoy the show people the big team james Allen, brooklyn nets so from from your point of view like who actually won the trade so the houston rockets they go victor victor oladipo he's on like an expiring contract they also got um, a guy called will john carriers dante exam again expiring contract they go on four unprotected first round picks and they also go for unprotected first round picks so houston go for the nets Obviously, they got James Harden. The Pacers, they got um, Karis Levert and the 2023 second round pick from Houston. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, they got Jared Allen and um, Tavon Prince. Did Houston get enough for James Harden? From what I'm seeing, it's all about the, um, the feedback because Houston has like well, all these draft picks, which, which is good. But that's that's what I'm looking for. That's well, you, you don't. That's not something you, you don't know what they're worth yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the draft picks they have, all those teams could finish high and they could be worthless. They could be bottom of the the selection. So it's kind of hoping that. The these teams do poorly come forward like very used to. I just I don't think I don't think there's a there's a value you can get for James Harden in draft picks that makes you that makes you happy you know because even even if you get a Zion Williamson in the draft or something that's still not the same as losing James Harden you know but I suppose if you got four of them then that's well you you're not gonna get four you're not gonna get four great players for the draft picks. Well I think I think they did the best they could right I mean the guy the, sounds like the guy kind of um took the piss of it in the in the locker rooms. Don't forget. They- they lost an all-star they got another all-star albeit not on the same level but they still got an all-star and when they first got James Harden into the Rockets the deal they they gave up a lot of draft picks for him as well so it's kind of like obviously he's gotten way better since he came to Rockets and his value has increased but they sort of like got a return on their investment not of equal value but yeah they they, they, they had to get him these, out they had to get Harden out there yeah it was going to be I tough. mean he's already yeah you go to the media and you openly disrespect your teammates management everybody basically I mean, it was after he said that I wasn't sure like how are you going to be step on the same court with the John Wall gave their piece and they said they were completely you know it was disrespectful so he had basically broken bonds at that stage yeah, so this is my thing as well also we talked about play power and my thing is like we can see how easily this guy can actually force their way out so James Allen pretty much just forced his way out what what can things actually do they had no choice but to trade me like was it being a bit destructive like he showed up overweight so like so that's what it comes down to as well like play power like this place can actually kind of like, once they want out they can just find a way to actually get out do you think he would actually walk out from it with the nets i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say he walk, he walks out and he wins like the, the, I, I just don't see how that team does not win a championship those three guys this season or 
in the next maybe two, three years. In the next, next two, three years. Like, maybe maybe the Lakers have this one just because of chemistry, because of Kyrie um, and that kind of stuff. And KD is just first year back, maybe. Um, but, I mean, if, mm. if those three guys don't win a championship together, then um, that's a problem. Like, that's that's a problem, like, you know? That would be seen as disgraceful. I think this is a make or bust season for the Nets. It's still early on for them to fix, obviously. Yeah. Okay, look, we don't know when Kyrie's returning. He's not coming back this Saturday. And the NBA haven't given their final ruling on, you know, is he going to have to quarantine, blah, blah, blah. That potentially could be after a lot of games, which could mean James Harden and KD get to bond and play well on the course and build some sort of chemistry. Kyrie comes back. Now you have an issue. Kyrie's a ball handler. James Harden's a ball handler. KD doesn't need to be on the ball that much. He doesn't need to bring it up. He passes it to him. He does his thing. So I think the problem then is Kyrie and James Harden. Are you both willing to sacrifice ball time and you know distribute more? Just before we move on from from Houston, right? Like if you're if you're Boogie Cousins or you're John Wall in that locker room and this guy comes in disrespecting everyone, what do you like? What how do you, how do you take that? What do you do? Was it really that bad to be honest? Um, like, yeah, I, like I, I, I saw I saw I heard sorry I heard what he said at the um at the press conference. And to be honest, there was nothing there that I was thinking. Oh, this is horrible. Like this is like you. Know, we ain't best friends no more. I, I'm playing with you no more. I, I was thinking, like, is it that deep? Like, are you that sensitive? Like you said, okay, fine. Talent wise, a team in there. Chemistry wise, a team in there. That's all true, no? Well, I mean, no. You, like, like he, could, he could rephrase it in a different way to make it nicer, but he's still saying the exact same thing. No, so you have to take back to when we talked before about James Harden. For one, he didn't show up to their training at the start, so already disrespecting them. Uh, two, on a, on the court, he may have dropped good points, but like, there's no effort from him at all. Um, and then you go look at other things as comments to the media basically called the rest of his teammates bums like John Wall was going to just disappoint being like we're not even 10 games into our season and you've given up like you want to go win a championship but you can't play 10 games and just give up the 72 game season and you've already given up on your team you just want to go somewhere else it's a kind of a lack of motivation we've seen it with Harden in the playoffs before living and dying by the tree and then just having no motivation when they fell behind to like the likes of the Lakers or anything there was no more get up and go so there is an attitude problem there and you would feel disrespected Boogie's cousins great player yeah he has been injured but uh, I'm going to be interested to see that matchup and Boogie has to play against um, James Harden again because that's not going to be pretty I don't think they're going to have a conflict on the court when they finally face off each other I don't think that there's going to be um, a conflict I don't expect Boogie Cousins to be marking James Harden one-on-one but what I'll say is this when you say in the conference we don't have good chemistry and like Clay pointed out you don't show up for training camp and all this kind of antics you have outside the court and then you also mention lack of talent you've just played with Boogie Cousins and John Wall for a few games guys that are coming back from the injuries and they're actually playing really well and you're saying there's no talent when you use that word you're addressing the entire bench and the entire starter yeah. you're not necessarily mentioning names but when you say that word it's applied to your entire team it's like say all of us here were all on the same time team and Ty was like you know messing around and stuff and then he goes to the media and says this and then he comes back on the podcast all of us are going to be like yo yo what the fuck okay, fine, but, but hold on oh sorry Ola go ahead yeah well I mean he said he said, he said things at the press conference he also apparently like was kind of a was toxic in the locker room as well I think they reported through a ball at someone that was when he just came back and like like just acting you know being being this really throughout so and um, I think it, it I think he did kind of because at the same time you understand even if like in our day jobs or whatever and um, if someone wants to leave hands in their notice that's fine whatever but don't don't make my life more difficult like cause, just because you want to leave you know if you're talking but, about just, just like a press conference I don't think that there's an issue there per se now if you're telling me he's throwing basketballs at people 
people, then fair enough. But when he says that the team doesn't have the right talent, I mean, did, did any of you think Houston was going to win the title this season? They weren't going to win. They've got new players tied. They've got new did, players. Did you, put them, new did, players. You, did you put them as a, as a, as a favorite team to win? No, no. Definitely, definitely. no. Well, then, so he's telling the truth. Like, wait, no, how, 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 old is, how, how old is James Harden? Okay, Ty, how about this? The last James Harden is 31. Yeah, 31. I think it's 31. But like, Ty, look, Miami Heat was the same thing last year. No one put them to, to freaking get to the finals at all. And then they came out hard work. Jimmy Butler put in so much hard work. All of them put in so much hard work. And people gave them their praise. Just because people are not saying you are you are likely or destined to, to make your conference finals or whatever, doesn't mean you have to give up. There are, many, but, but, there are a few but, teams bro, that like, they give up. But you put them wrong. Didn't do that? Didn't LeBron do that? Didn't they all leave as well to win a title? You, you're making it seem like Miami Heat. Okay, fine. Like, that, that happened, yeah. But how many times does a Miami Heat with, with that quality get, get to the final? Okay, but I'll put it this way. If they didn't make these changes, right? Forget about it's forget about um hard and moving. Let's say they still had Westbrook and stuff. Then you can be like, okay, the argument is sound because these guys are played together. But you've got new players. You've got a healthy Boogie Cousins. You've got John Wall back. Yeah, but like, did he want these, to these be guys there, are though, good. Before, before these guys, though, like when when did he say he wanted to be okay. there? Before these guys showed up. Yeah, so he didn't want to be there. James Harden didn't want to be there. But like for him to come out to say about his own teammates, you don't do that. Like that's no, no matter like how bad your teammate is, like my like that's why you guys are a team. Like you don't call out your teammates for being like bad or being like that's, that's not going fly. And that's why Marcus Cousins came out a few days ago to access the media. It was like you can't do that to your teammate. I, I think that's the other nature. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to be there, but like at least there's some things you could do to actually like, you know make make your teammate feel a bit. You know, yes, I don't want to be here, but you don't show up overweight. You don't like at last few games like pretty much stop trying as a teammate. You yeah. don't, you don't do that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like also you, it's a personal insult to, to those who showed up to training camp, those who dragged themselves in there, did all the NBA protocols and everything. They were all there doing their hard work, even the guys that come off the bench. And then you you're, you're overweight. You're doing all these antics, and then okay, sure you put up numbers, but like and then you go, there's no talent. There's no there's no talent. Tell me Boogie Cousins is a talented player. Tell me John Wall isn't a talented player. No, 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 Tell no, me I'm, I, I uh, think when he says there's no like, talent, he's referring to the fact that this team is not good enough to win the, t- the title. So I don't think he's saying that everyone is garbage. I get, I get so, so the question. The question is: Is Brooklyn Nets good enough to win the title now? Definitely, no. Definitely, definitely yeah. No, I, I won't say definitely. No, but, but don't you, we, don't have, you we have a major think, issue with Kyrie. There's okay. a major issue now. Kyrie, number one. He said he, he said good enough though. He said good enough. He didn't say they'll win. Good enough. Don't you think they're bad defensively? Yeah, they lost a lot in that, in that trade. You know what I mean? And, and they just added James Harden. I mean James Harden to the mix now. So if not still address that offensive um, issue. Obia, I'll put it. I'll put it a different way. I'll, I'll put it a different way. If, if you're a bad defensively, let, let me finish. Let me land. Let me land. Plus they don't even have a cent like more centers. You know what I mean? Like they don't have any big. So kind of like they're a bit small at the moment. So I don't know. Like they can score points, but the problem is, can they defend points? And you know, as we know from Lakers, you know, defense wins games. So I think you won though. Who can really shut down KD? Who can mm-hmm. really shut down Kyrie? I'm just I'm just thinking like if you've got you've got a player in KD who who's Tony, hard. Tony, to wait, Tony. Before you go on to that, I just wanted to say like before you move on from James Harden. Um, f- for me, we we can say okay, you know, he he disrespected the team all this, all this stuff. But I'm looking at him and I'm thinking if I was in your position, I probably would have done the same thing. I would have probably done it with a bit more finesse. But I, at some point, if I told the GM, yo, I, I I need to get out of here. If I told him months ago and we're still playing and I I'm feeling like this ain't gonna happen. This trade ain't, isn't gonna happen. And maybe you know Houston is hold, is holding out for more. Then they need me to do something a bit more radical because if I'm if I'm going to strip clubs and I'm you know get, getting banned from games and that's not working, I'm gonna to need to do something a bit extra. I get I get you, but no way. I mean I've I mean I'm obviously I'm not an NBA player. I've handed in my notice before in work. You know I've I've kind of you know you've I've left football teams, left the party before. <laughs> something not fun. You want to get out, but you pick who you're angry with. You're angry with management, okay? Or you, you maybe you're not even angry at all. You just want to get out. So you need to do it the right way. That's that's all. Like there's no like because now he's left. Like 
Boogie has a bad taste in his mouth. John Wall has a bad taste in his mouth. And even the guys he's played with for like five, six years, like PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, I mean, he's let those guys down. So or maybe like, obviously, I, I don't know what's been said with everyone, but um, definitely Boogie and John Wall. So there's a way, there's a way you're meant to carry yourself. And um, so I, that's the only reason. I mean, it's entitled to leave, entitled to pay for whatever team he wants, entitled to ask to ask for a trade. So um, but I, just, I just don't think he went about it the right way. That's all. Yeah, Toy, you have to think about like players' perception. So he's now playing for the Nets and like those bench players and everything like are they going to be able to trust him when he's calling people people out at Houston and his bad behaviour like they're going to be suspect of him from the get-go like it's not going to be easy to trust him plus yeah players move around so there's, there is that chance that one of these Houston players could end up on the Nets and play with Harden again and they're going to be like nah like I don't feel I don't feel his energy anymore like the way he changed before when he came back like he's acting different now but like I know how he is like and he just gives up when things are bad I don't so, see like you know I'm looking at this from a football perspective yeah? how many football players kind of you know force the way out like I don't like okay let's take Aubameyang for example he forces way out of Dortmund I don't think any Arsenal player are thinking oh we can't trust this guy nah you, you know he's doing it for a particular reason same thing with Dembele like these players do this for that reason and I, and I think if, if you're a player like if, if I'm in the net and I see what James Harden's doing there's no way I'm gonna look at him in a negative way I'm gonna think like, oh you're a punk you're, you're this you're that I'm gonna play with him and I'm gonna ball out as well I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the fact that he's on my team I know you would if you're like okay Aubameyang has tried to leave and now he's overweight and he's calling the rest of his team shit and you're like well you do something if you think they don't have the talent and you think you're this all-star and great player like you bring them you elevate them like if you can't elevate these guys who are like former all-stars and players like you bring that core together if you want to be the leader and I think that's the issue again like when we do talk about the Nets but, but then but can we say the same thing about can we say the same thing about LeBron before he won a title can we say the same thing no, about no, KD as well no no, you can't like, no. Ty, like if, if someone's saying if, if you're interviewing someone for any job and you're no, like, no no no, no. I'm, 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 don't get me wrong I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about oh, I'm, I'm not talking about the disrespect I'm talking about elevating them to win a title because no he said that they're like you know if you're saying if like you know you need to try harder to help us win the title and he's saying I tried it I can't do it anymore so I want to leave so I'm saying but then we say the same thing about LeBron when LeBron left he didn't win yeah. the title like why okay, didn't we so, tell him to stay so no the issue is like uh, with James Harden right Houston pretty much did whatever that she could try to win him a title so he actually asked for Chris Paul they gone Chris Paul he actually asked for um, Westbrook that she could go on West Dry Howard they gone Dry Howard to me it's like the franchise pretty much did whatever that she could do try you know, to get him a title he felt like Chris Paul, my father was broke. So it's to me, he's the guy with the problem, you know. And then for you to call your teammates as well, that's like a real issue. If you truly love the city, you must recognize what Vic said, like everything they've, they've sacrificed for you. So recognize that and be like, okay, I want to leave, yes, but I need to recognize that these guys need to get some sort of compensation back, you know. Like if you really love the city, you you, you would at least give them that. And anyways, another example is like, look at AD, how he handled the situation. He wasn't bad announcing his teammates. Most of his issue was with management. He wasn't going out to the to the media and saying uh, we have a lack of talent like, he said he wanted to leave yes okay grand and then everything else was more or less directed towards management he wasn't you know screaming at his teammates and, and and stuff like you couldn't see even on the court you can see James Harden sometimes arguing with the guy you know so there's, there's different ways there's a, there was a better way much better way he could have handled the situation yeah there is you know I will say he just watching that press conference um, he didn't look he didn't look too comfortable he didn't look like he really knew what he was saying like he felt like he was kind of just thinking on the spot and just going nah, through so I, I don't think, think I think he knew because exactly at the end no if you look at the way ball? he's no no I think he would have said it with a bit more finesse that's what I'm trying to say like you, if you watch the press conference and you see the way he's talking the way he's fumbling words around you know he's not he's just thinking straight off, straight off his mind like he's not actually using finesse you know if he had time to let's say go somewhere chill off and write what he wants to say he ain't disrespecting them like that he, he ain't saying it like that bad like you know he's saying the team isn't good enough <laughs> but he ain't, he ain't really pointing um, fingers like that nah, Dude, he, had, he, he, had, he had a lot of time to, to 
to adjust whatever he wanted to say. You know, don't go to the strip club. Stay at home and, and write your essay if you want to. He just was pissed off and he just let his emotions speak straight up. That was it. But, um, to Vic's point he about, you know, to Vic's point about how he said that um, how they did everything for him. Well, it, it didn't work. So, like, I don't yeah. think just because they did everything they gave, for you, you then have to gave, force yourself. They gave him the pieces. You, you ask for the pieces. Like, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, no, I want to play with this guy. I want to play with this guy. We'll get a championship. You give up X, Y, and Z. So, they're giving up a lot to bring in some of these but, players. But it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your career better. when it doesn't work. Yeah, I'm not saying he sacrifice his career, but he's put, he's put himself in a very difficult situation. Like, even age-wise, like, that they have to win in the next year or two a championship. And I think I think that's the main thing right there. He, he has to look himself in the mirror and say, okay, you know what? Like, for my legacy, I need to I need to be able to uh, to look at myself when I'm 35, 38 and say, what did I win? And but if the answer has, is you want nothing, then yeah, bounce off. Bounce off. Go somewhere else. He has, he has to kind of hold himself accountable for his kind of giving up on court when they have been in bad situations in playoffs before because, like, when you're looking to win a championship, you can't do that. So going forward, like, he, hopefully, like, maybe KD or Kyrie can keep him in check and being like, come on, pick your head up. Like, we're behind. Mm-hmm. But it's down, to, it's down to his personal responsibility as well. I don't know if he, he kind of looked at himself. Tony, you mentioned a while ago, you can't win a um, uh, you can't win a title without having, what, three All-Stars, you said? Two All-Stars? Three? Two. Two. Um, you can't win without two. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's what I said, yeah. Two All-Stars. How many All-Stars did, um, like... I tried, I tried to think of the last time a team won with only one or none, and I couldn't think of one. Maybe it's probably far back, maybe further back, but I can't think of one. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the last one I can think of is, uh, you know, the big, big Dirk. Um, that's the only guy that I think was the only, like, one All-Star. But we, yeah. we that's the conversation we're having before about Brooklyn. Like, I mean, I, I hear what we'll be saying about um, defense and all that. Well, like, there's no, there's not going to be any sympathy for them. Like, they, the three of them need to get it done. Simple as that. And then, um, yeah, be, I think there's no excuses. Like, there's more pressure this year on the Nets than there was on the Clippers last year. Clippers, it was just Paul George and Kawhi. Now it's Kyrie, KD, and Harden. You have to have a lot more pressure on you. You just have to bring that chip home. Years though, like, would um, Kyrie be okay being the third option? Because obviously, like, Katie's better than Kyrie, Jim Dan's better than Kyrie, so would he be okay being the third no option? No way, there's no Back. way Kyrie will be happy being a third option. He has proven he wants to be the number one, like, in any team, like, post obviously Cavaliers, he's always been pushing himself forward as the leader, as the best. As you know, there is no way I see him sitting down and being like, I'm okay playing third role. No bloody way, no way I can see that happening. Not in his nature to sit back. Can he actually be trusted? I want to say one thing about that i want to i don't want to obviously right now it's completely negative everything he's done but i really want to see what he says when he addresses the media because obviously he has to when it comes back i want to see what, what he says exactly has anyone actually seen the video is the video released to the public or like yeah it's it's on twitter it's it's, it's floating around a few places i can send it on yeah uh, so is it basically, just tell me is in the video does it look like he's within the nba limit of 15 people together in nah, one place no he's not like it's a, like everyone's maskless it's a party like there's more than 15 people there so okay that's wrong nah. then yeah it has, has to be a certain group of people yeah. as well, like within your family limit. And they did vote on new regulations during the week, and the Players Association agreed on them. So, was he like, yeah, um, I don't want to like um, put any judgments. It was like, honestly, like we're sitting here, we don't know what's going on with Kyrie. Um, so that's number one. Uh, but with the, the question on like, is he, can you trust him? Well, it was number one in Cleveland initially. He needed LeBron to come back um, to kind of lead the team. But as a Celtics fan, you know, I, I really wanted Kyrie to be our guy. 
guy and be our leader. He had two great young players under him, and it just for, for one reason or another it never happened. And then he went to to Brooklyn, uh, and he hasn't been able to get it done. You know, so he's been number one and failed. He's been number two and succeeded. So maybe maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna be okay being number three or number two. It's between two and three. I'm not sure he's a clear number three. You know, he was number two to the number one. That's a bit different. Does he want to be number two to the number five. three in the league? You know, or five? Well, depending on your perspective and yeah, all like, that. But like, yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. when you're when you got the number one player in the league on your team, it's almost kind of like you you have to shut up and and know your place. Yeah. But then when when the, re- the rest of your team, one of them are number one, it's kind of like you have an argument. Like, yeah, well, I actually still think I'm better than you. Or obviously, I think people have to agree. KD is higher rated. I mean, if 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 he, if he couldn't um if he couldn't accept that LeBron was better than him until today, he still doesn't think LeBron is. Um, then I don't I don't see why he's gonna take that from KD. You know? <laughs> no, I I don't see a problem between him and KD. I actually think both of them will will be fine. It's when you add in James Harden now, there has to be some sacrifice given from all of them. I can see KD willing, like KD in every team he's been on, he passes the ball. You don't see KD hogging the ball, which is which is what I like about him. Um, so far, Kyrie was distributing the ball as well. There was only the two of them to contend, like you know. But we all knew Kyrie was going to be the ball handler majority. That was fine. Now adding James Harden, who likes to do his old you know, step backs and all this kind of thing, bring up the ball, and as soon as he crosses that halfway line and gets close to the three point line, he's a threat. Kyrie likes to do that as well, you know. So now you have a problem. Are you going to have Kyrie, James, and KD all start? And obviously you have to. So what's going to who's going to bring up the ball? And when they bring up the ball, are they, is if, if it's James Harden, he's probably going to do his whole step back three, try and get to the line, that kind of thing. Kyrie's just walking, sitting on the side, hoping he gets a pass for a three pointer. KD, you know, KD's is free, passing the ball, he'll score. It, it's difficult to see how they're going to manage all this. I think if I was Steve Nash, I would be focusing on um, KD and and James Harden. You know, just focus on that chemistry because you, I mean, like uh, Kyrie is very good, but you just don't know what you're going to get from him in any, at any given day. So if mm. I was Steve Nash, just focus on that chemistry between um, Harden and uh, and KD. That, that's if what you I'll neglect be. Kyrie, I, I, I get what you're coming from, Obi, but if you neglect Kyrie, I'm afraid of what he might freaking, you know, he'll probably revert back to himself and start saying and doing stupid shit. That's what yeah. my yeah. Huh? If, he, if he has to go, he has to go. But I mean, for somebody that is being paid over 100 million, you know, and not showing and deciding not to show for, for games because of whatever reason, I think that's very, very un- unprofessional. So, um, you know, as a, as, hey, as look, a coach, James Harden is unprofessional as well. So you've got two people who have been unprofessional. Yeah, <laughs> but indeed, James Harden shows up. James Harden shows up in games. He might say, he might have whatever he has issues, but he will still show up in the game because he likes to play basketball. But with Kyrie, you're not sure. It seems one of them is unpredictable as well. Yeah, you're not sure whether he has something more, you know, like that's more important than basketball. You know, like so, because Kyrie is very deep. You know, he thinks about a lot of things. Oh, apparently, who, that's who do you think will be seen as the leader on the team now? Well, KD is very humble. He doesn't really, he's not really buying into that whole leadership. Or oh, I want to be this. So, in that sense, probably James Harden might might be that might be that um, guy with the ball. And, uh, <laughs> don't know if what kind of leadership you're talking about though. Like, I don't know on the court or off the court. No, like off the court, you don't necessarily need a leader. If you all can talk and and like you know calm each down and that's fine you, off the court you can literally have a leader who's your coach mm. on the no, court but what I mean is like when when KD was in the, in, in the Warriors like he was was he the leader no KD so has I, never I don't really think he needs to be the leader on the court the he doesn't need to be either he, he contributes he does his due diligence
intelligence. Like, I don't think he even wants to be seen as that. I don't think he wants to be. Eddie just wants to score. That's, I that's, that's all. I feel like we give Kyrie a pass. What has he actually done? Okay, fine. Yeah, like man, hit the shots when he wasn't Cleveland by himself. Man, didn't make a playoffs. James came in, got to the playoffs, won championship. The guy moves, goes to Boston. What did he do in Boston? Nothing. And now this this nonsense. Like, what has he actually done in the league except for that shot? Kyrie's his ball handling skills is is second to none. You know. Oh, and well, like, the, the things like Kyrie can actually pass. Like, can defend. So like, okay, fine. Like he's like top shots, but like for this guy to be doing all of this, like going on leave without telling his coach, telling nobody, like we should stop. We should, we need to stop giving this guy a pass. Like, what has he actually done? From the club perspective, he's basically saying like he's not worth it. Exactly. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. He should just retire though. If there's something, <laughs> if there's something that's more important to you in that basketball, you should just let the game just. Do you know what I mean? If he doesn't want to play, like uh, that's too, that's way too much money, man. No, no, Ty. So reported no, no, that he could give up. He might not come back. Yeah, okay. So he might not this? come back yet. But okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about his history. I don't know his. I don't know the way he's so thinking. It, it, do you not think do, that like, this last year when the NBA decided to go into the bubble, he was one of the players who didn't want to go into the bubble and had contacted other players to put talks in with them for setting up a new basketball association. Yeah. So okay, he is a bit so, of a wild card. Yeah, yeah he's very yeah. deep though. It's too deep. Do, what I'm saying is like, do you think, yeah, Stephen, that this is the way he's acting now and in a month's time or two months or whatever, a few weeks, he's just going to snap back into like being his normal self. Like he just seems a bit erratic. Or do you, are you saying that oh, this, this is this, this the way is he is? And, oh, okay. Well, I won't say this is normal, Clay, because um, no, like, he, he hasn't made games on purpose before. But just this erratic behavior, people are like, yeah, Tyree, like he's going to fuck up something at some point and just speak shit about somebody or just come out with random fucking arguments and you're like, you're making no sense mm. like and that to me doesn't show any form of leadership qualities you know and this is why i don't see him being a leader in brooklyn net i definitely will see somebody like um even harding too he was not really showing but i mean just recently he didn't really show too much of leadership skills by you know taking shots as his players but um for previous seasons you know like you know he was that guy like in houston so i just think he might take that um button in uh in, in uh, the net and be that, that leader but i think with Kyrie though i think what he needs is and, and that's why he worked with uh LeBron because he just needs somebody like LeBron to just calm him down and just put him in place you know um, I think he's missed that ever since he left Cavaliers on the LeBron's wings and you know thought he could be a leader himself and it's just not working out at the moment so do you think like um KD or James Harden might be able to do that for him what LeBron did for him KD is not doing that for him because he's not showing up for games mm. <laughs> and uh, and remember what KD said I fully back, back up um, Kyrie he said in an interview when obviously Kyrie was out for personal reasons at the start he was like well, I, fully, I fully support him like fully back him up I don't know if Kyrie told him that yeah look I'm going to be having a birthday celebration or whatever if, if he told him that aspect you know because I feel like okay if, if he didn't know this was all happening and the video came out then he, he's probably going to be like I can't trust this guy I thought he was out for just I thought, I, thought he formed, I thought he formed all his team players but he didn't form his manager no he formed them that look I'm, I'm going to be out basically but like and the problem is just is that particular video when Kyrie comes back he can go to the media and be like look I went out initially because I wasn't whatever it is, could have been mentally and then I don't know if he was already staying in the vicinity and then his sister's birthday happened and he was like, look, I'll show some love or show up or whatever. I don't know. That's why I'm saying we really need to see what he says when he comes back, if he comes back. He, I'm so pissed off because you've left me on my own to try and carry this. It's a lot of hard work for me. It's a lot of minutes I have to now, you know, play uh, full throttle. So it's difficult. So if I if, if I come from, from Kyrie, kind of, and you've touched on it there, the bubble, right? You didn't want to go into the bubble. And if you, if you guys put yourselves in the shoes of, a, uh, you know, a young 20, 23, 24-year-old, got all 
all this money, you got all this land, you know, your mom's or your family's there, your fiance, your, your sister, and you've been in the bubble since what, May? You have a month off maybe? Um, obviously not everything went deep in the playoffs. Is that something you guys think you can handle? Like someone like Adam Silver telling you you can't attend your, whether it's your sister's wedding or your sister's birthday or your mom or you can't see, you know, can't go home for Thanksgiving or what, what you can do at Christmas and what you can't do? Because I think that might be what Kyrie has a problem with, you know? How would you guys, how would you guys? All right, paid over a hundred million. Show up and play, and play that basketball huh? and dribble. There is no <laughs> excuse in the world that you find that actually, um, you know, like gives you that green light to do to do that. There is no excuse. Like think about all the uh, fans out there that are paying, like, you know, like, uh, you know, like sports view, like to watch all these players play. And some of these fans are even like Kyrie. So they're not been seeing him like for over a week now, you know? So that's going to affect the uh, TV rights and the, um, you know, or the, or the uh, basketball or his basketball team um, view rights and all that. So you have to take all that into perspective, you know? He doesn't have any right to do what doing. He's paid a certain amount and he signed the contract and his duty is to play basketball and show up during games, especially when you're fully healthy. So there's no excuse of like, oh, my family is doing this, my family is doing that. Oh, that's just, that's uh, that's wrong, man. He's being hypocritical, being a hypocrite because he's been outspoken about like health and safety protocols. He was in the bubble, not a bit, not being enough, they're not doing enough. And then to criticise the league who are doing as much as they can to keep players stay, safe, staff stay, safe, and then turn around and being photographed at this party with a lot of people at it, nobody wearing masks, being like, here, we're not meant to be in massive gatherings with people outside our league, outside our family bubbles. It's You can't play both sides. Like, you can't say one thing and then just do the other. Like, it, people are going to notice when you're such a, a star of a team. Like, these little discrepancies yeah. are big discrepancies. I, I get that. I was pretty much just focusing on the fact he has, there's a mental issue. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he that, that date come up that he was having, like, mental health days or whatever. Um, But that that's probably down to him and the team. But it seemed like the team knew nothing about it. Like, that he was like, he just wasn't there. Steve Nash seemed a bit kind of clueless about it in interviews, which doesn't look good. Like, you need to be open and honest with your, your coach and the people you work for who are paying your salary. And then you show up and you're at parties. Do and you think, um, do you think the club is looking at it like... Go ahead. Do you think the club is looking at it like, um, we got James now. So at some point, if, if you know, if this guy just giving us stress, like, we never mind trading him, getting rid of him. Like, if, if we were favorites or we were a good team to, to win a title with KD and him, if we get rid of him, which which we do have now, do you think that's the, that's the way they're, that they're actually thinking that, okay, fine, you know what? He's giving us too much stress. Let's just bounce, bounce him out. Now, they have to hope that he plays because if he doesn't, if he's not returning anytime soon, nobody will trade for him. Like, no team will accept a trade. Like, it just won't happen. They're like, yeah, you're trying to give us a guy who doesn't even play for you guys. He hasn't shown up. You don't know where he is. It's a whole question mark story. Everyone will be like, we're not giving you anything for him. Um, so they want, you'd want him to come back and try and win with the players you got because other teams are probably looking at this situation completely baffled unless he returns and it's explained and everyone's like, okay, that makes sense. But I can't really see that happening. Yeah, I, I don't know because um, I think somebody said that, you know, he's in a better situation because he actually goes to games and plays on like James who, I mean, like, you know, James being whatever he's been. But to me, I, I'm looking at so it this way. James, James just did that because he wanted to leave. With this with this other guy, I have no idea what's going to spark him to do something. He's just very erratic. And as a club, if, I, if I'm looking at James and thinking, okay, he's just doing it because he wants to leave. He's going to come to my team. He's going to ball out. But with this other dude, I have I have no idea what to expect. And that's why as a manager, you should be focusing on James and KD. Just 
you know, and for the season. I think with Kyrie, though, he definitely needs a, me- like a mentor, like a leader. He needs somebody to to kind of like be at the same wavelength and, uh, you know, just to give him that, you know, guidance or some sort of confidence or so. Because um, you're right, though. I mean, it does have like problems, you know. So um, I remember him saying the world was flat, which was a bit funny, <laughs> which was a bit funny, you know. So the guy is a deep, you know, he has some crazy thoughts in his mind that might sound silly to people, but he really feels and believes in that. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just think... I just think he needs some form of like a LeBron kind of like mentor or something like our leader or something. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that 100. Yeah, because this this stuff never happened in Cleveland. He never had these kind of issues when he was in Cleveland. Just yeah. since he's come out of Cleveland, now all these things are popping up. When you get a championship, man, it changes you. You feel on top of the world. Now, nah, but this yeah. is different. Like he, yeah. he clearly, like people can see that there is like obviously even if he says it, he's having mental health days. That maybe he has issues with his mental health. So it could be a whole new situation of just this player is really struggling. Like yeah, we can criticize. But he might come out and be like, yeah, he's just mental health wise is just gone. And he might need like help from doctors or friends and people to really ground him. And that's why he was out at this party with family and everything. He just doesn't know what's going on with his head. So it's hard to kind of criticize that when he does say his mental health isn't there. So it's not just, oh, I've got, I've got big headed because I'm a champion. It's just maybe he doesn't know uh, what's what. Like he's very easily led on by certain ideas and certain thought. Just kind of keep him off track. Well, maybe now, but back when after, you know, James had gone and all this kind of stuff, um, but when he had gone he started to act like he was number one he's like i can make it i can take a team myself went to the celtics always speaking like i'm, I'm just saying initially, after, oh, yeah, after, initially he yeah. didn't really have mental health issues back then no one was really saying this guy's mentally unstable we we're just kind of like what the fuck are you saying he was still balling like crazy now that he's, he's the one that came forward and said mental days that's when i was like okay if you're acknowledging it so now yes back then that's what i'm saying that, that's, what I'm, that's what i'm trying to get at that you know these players they've been playing basketball a certain way for the for the last you know 20 years or however long they've been playing and maybe the, the way they cope their coping is, is they see their family every day off or I, I mean we all saw Paul George in the bubble as well where he like you know he struggled and, and he said the bubble was getting some I know they're getting paid hundreds of millions but they're still they're still human you know like some guys need yeah. this club to, to, to perform they need the strip club on on Thursday nights some guys <laughs> some guys need to go but did you see the actual girlfriend no but I mean like again, it's not up to Adam Silver to tell you I mean like we all I, I know I know what you said Obi that look like the fans are out there struggling but at the end of the day no one no one forces us to go into the office and, and sleep in this hotel or sleep in the office so it, it, I mean I do kind of understand like you know, if you, that's what you need if you can't function with just playing the game of basketball and going back to your apartments and going back to training and, and you can't do anything else you can't see your family you can't I mean like there's no I can't put myself Obi uh, Obi Ola how many days was the bubble I mean, it was over 100 days it was 90 over 100 was it yeah so we're talking three months you're talking three a months third of a year, year like ish yeah I mean three months if I'm earning that much money three months I, I, and I know I'm going to come back to my family exactly three months of isolation okay at, at the start, at the start they didn't know they were being in plus you could be like I mean <laughs> okay this is a stupid way to look at it but those players really, that Tony before you say something I, I will say this year um, people have ever since COVID started people with mental health issues have kind of come out and say yeah it's messing them up so I mean bear this in mind it doesn't matter how much money you have you can still kill yourself you can still get depressed you no, can yeah, still look, do crazy I, things again yeah, I, I, I get that but here's what I'm saying right no one knew back then when this whole COVID situation will get better or stop or and all this kind of stuff no one knew so therefore you, you're you still employed so at the end of the day you're still going to have to go to your job some way some form now most companies out there financial districts and all this kind of stuff they set up working from home which is great people work from actual home now some people are we're in different countries lockdown they couldn't travel to go back to their own family and stuff like that but 
Well, if they tell you it's only for a certain amount of time, and then after that, obviously you have a few months, two, three months with your family, and then Adam Silver was still figuring out how to do this this particular season. I mean, I, I wouldn't like it, but I would, at the same time, I'd be like, well, I still need paid. I don't know if they were doing some sort of like COVID pay for these guys in the NBA. Like, oh, you're still going to get your salary. Just at your point, the, the family actually came over to visit the players at some st- at yeah, some of the stages. Yeah, yeah. The OB, that's the thing. At the start, they didn't say that would be possible. It was something that was developed during the bubble. Like, you know, because obviously the bubble kickstarter and they were like, okay, it's actually working. So let's see what we can do. So when they were going in, they didn't know that was a possibility. You know what I mean? I don't think you can say it's not an issue that like, oh, it was only three months and you got to see your family after. Like since COVID started, just say, let's just say a year ago, like everyone struggled. Some people more than others, even if they're still seeing people now and again, like their daily routines are completely different and that affects some people like in, in awful ways. Like we've seen it and I'm sure some of you guys know, like maybe people who've passed away because they struggle with mental health or you've seen it online. Like it, it's tough no matter how much money you've got or friends around. Like these t- these people aren't doing the things they usually do that are maybe coping mechanisms. Maybe they don't realize that they're coping by going out to dinner after a game and having a nice bottle of wine. But when it's taken away, it's kind of like, oh, they're left with their own thoughts. So like, it doesn't really matter about the paycheck. Like, so like, like if it is a mental health issue, like I, I suppose everyone in the league is going to have to support Kyrie. Like to piggyback off oh, yeah, um, what Ola and Steven said, um, same, same thing basically, because, you know, back then to say you have mental health issues, like, you know, you probably get laughed at, like everyone says, cop on, get over yourself. But, you know, fast forward to 2020 and um, also with the whole COVID situation, everyone just be more con- um, conscious of people's problems. And maybe he felt, yeah, I, c- I can say it now because like, you know, when he's like four, four years ago, could he say I have mental health issues? I'm taking a break. Maybe a lot of people would say, you're a joker, get out of here. But now like we're a bit more sensitive to it. And like I said, I don't know if he's taking a piss or if he's serious or whatever it may be. But as soon as he says it, then, you know, we listen and then we analyze later on. Like it doesn't look good that he's obviously at a party, but once again, says it's his sister's birthday. He was just there showing support or whatever. We just don't know. So as you said, Tony, um, when he comes back, you know, based on what he says, then we'll have a better idea. See what happens when he when he comes back. It's, it's, it's never boring with Kyrie anyway. I hope he does come back and he's 100% ready because I think it's going to be an interesting season if he's if he's 100% ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that um, the look of the NBA structure now with him and with, um, with, with Harden on, on the team. Tony, just come back to your point on has any team won the NBA without was it um, an M, like um, being in the without two all in the first team? Yeah, doesn't matter which team. Two all stars. Okay, so so if they if they were not on the first team, does that count? Yeah, that still counts. No, uh, well, if first team, second team, it doesn't matter. If you might have a veteran so player. Five, yeah, yeah, like oh. if they're on the second team, so they're not on the first team. Basically, that was still count because you're still getting minutes. You're still getting minutes. Yeah, but they're not like so. proper all star, all star. Do you know what I mean? Although they were called, but they're not in the first team. Is that does that count? That doesn't count. No, you're still you're still an all star if you're listed as an all star. That, that my point is, are you are you listed as an all star? I don't okay, care where you so are. You don't have to be like a KD. So you don't have to be like a KD. No, no. You could Harden. be a Kemba Walker or, or like yeah, you know what I mean. I leave 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 Kemba out of this one. Why? I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't taking shots. I just I wasn't taking shots. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. sorry. I wasn't taking. Even shots. somebody <laughs> less than Kemba Walker too, but you just still made it to the NBA just by. Are you are you, are you saying that there's no team that have won this kind of player? I'm just saying I, I can't think of one where two all stars. I think the issue with that Tony is the All-Stars get announced before the end of the season so if you started the season with no All-Stars and go on to win a championship that means you're playing well so there's a good chance you're going to be called All-Stars before the yeah. season's over because the All-Star game's usually in like February, March. Yeah, but yeah. That, that, that means they recognize your effort for that entire season was All-Star performance. Yeah, but then you're an All-Star so, so then like not winning a team Yeah, like Because I'm just looking at the Detroit Pistons 1989, 1990, 2004 They won it without no All-Star back. That's what I was Yeah, but I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what I was thinking like it's be further back 
if there was such an example. But currently, well, even current Maverick, meta, though, in 2011, is, the Dallas Mavericks they, they didn't have any all-star first team well, players. Well, they had um, Dirk and... But it wasn't an all-star very, first team. Well, like, those guys weren't all-stars, though. Ten years ago. Okay. Possible, man. And well, that was against LeBron time ago, and the Heat. Long time ago. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. But in general, then, it seems like the general perception is two all-stars, contender, likelihood to win. Yeah, basically, I just think if you move the basketball well as a team and, and, and take good shots or, you know, just move the ball a lot, I think you might have a chance. It doesn't matter whether you're an all-star or, uh, do you know what I mean? That's what I think. Yeah, here's a question for you on, on um, I got two questions, actually. I'll start with a simple one. So, let's assume Kyrie doesn't come back for the next few games. Hypothetically, six games. Who do you guys think will be the starting five for Brooklyn? KD, Harden, Joe big guy. What's his name again? DeAndre yeah, Jordan. So, that's your center? Yeah. yeah. Joe Harris is going to play as well. And yeah. without Kyrie, you're looking at a point guard. So, maybe um, Ben Shamidi. The, the three-point oh, Wait, Dinwiddie's injured. injured. Yeah, yeah he's totally injured. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's not going to play. Like, Damn. I think he might be back for end of season playoffs, but it's an ACL injury, so probably not. And then on the bench, he's got mm, some okay pieces, You're looking at probably... Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Shamit starting a point guard. Yeah, yeah. Shamit is very good. And Jeff Green, yeah. But wait, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna take Shamit as the starting point guard? Well, if Kyrie's not there. No, you take um, I think Harden. James Harden, Harden might there. actually fill in... Fill in. Yeah, I think Harden's going to fill in the, the point guard role. When you're talking about the, the lineup, like, yeah, he's going to play point guard, but he's not going to handle the ball. He's not going to be, like, he's going to be like the Lakers with LeBron. Harden's going to carry the ball up, not as point guard, but he's basically point guard. And you're going to have somebody else, a, a smaller player on the court as well. How do you think um, Adam would actually adjust to this situation? Because obviously, like, over the past few years in Houston, he's been the main ball handler, like, he's been the main scorer. So now, Mazda got KD and Kyrie. So, what kind of changes do you think he would have to make? But the big, big changes, like, he, he plays so much. Uh, isolation basketball like are they going to let them play isolation basketball or will they move the ball around I think that's going to be the hardest uh, thing to adapt for him like. I think, I think you might, they might try to do it um, to allow him to do ISO but they might be like okay look there's another player that likes to do ISO from time to time which is KD uh, given if you, if you give it to him in certain spots he will do an ISO so it might be like James Harden bring up the ball if you feel like doing an ISO depending on who's defending you you feel like you can take him take him if not dish it out you've got okay we, let's say Shamit dish it out to Shamit or dish it out to KD right they obviously start running plays where KD is coming off a screen or whatever to, to take a shot or give it to him inside you take a jump shot which you can't really stop I, that's the way I see it and then obviously um, you've got DeAndre Jordan setting up picks see, the, the, the issue for them is going to be their bench I think like they, they've weakened like they're not a, uh, they don't have a, a good depth to the team anymore after mm. the trade do they have another center to come on board DeAndre when he gets taken off for rest Jeff Green no. he's, he's a forward <laughs> all forward that's what I'm saying they, they, don't, really have, they don't really have a... they really got uh, small as a team they lost Jared Allen which was a big loss and like then they, they've lost Levert off the bench and then Spencer Dinwiddle is just injured so like they, they have the same issue at centre that the Lakers currently have like they both will look to pick up a centre before the, the playoffs uh, come around uh, I wonder who they'll be to pick man that's going to be a good look I got a good question for you guys Um, when an all-star player goes to another team with an all-star player is the onus on the coming all-star player to adapt and not let let's say for example if they both play um, the same style is the onus on him to adapt to that team so if he likes the ball he has to like reduce that kind of time or is it a case of okay fine we both have to kind of make this work like who's who's the one who's going to sacrifice the most you don't change an all-stars game style entirely but you try to adapt so it's kind of like if they're both similar you got to say to both of them look you have to sacrifice you got to sacrifice because combined it'll be stronger than if you just rely on only one one person to play his style it, it also gives you options uh, like 
Chris Steve Nash you can have Kyrie and Katie sitting and that's Harden out there playing ISO ball um, like with bench players and then you can move players in and out you have to have different tactics against different teams and what works and doesn't work so it's a, it's another option and plus you've lost a few players after this trade so you're going to have to play a new style of ball anyway yeah I have a, I have a theory on this one I think I think if you if you have that situation the first thing you have to do and it's probably in basketball it's more about the players than the coach I think I think they need to decide who's better who's number one and who's number two because the best example I can think of is when the LeBron's first season in Miami when LeBron was thinking well it's me and Wade you know and that's I think that's why they they dropped that series to to, to Dallas in that day they were both uh, was it was it Dallas I think it was Dallas yeah they yeah, both Dallas, Dallas, yeah. where they, they were both trying to trying to like look after each other where I'll give you the ball no you 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 take the ball you know someone needs to someone needs to own it and the better player needs to step up and say this is how it's gonna be you know so I think I think in that case you decide and whether whether it's going after each other in practice but then there needs to be one big dog there needs to be the one half male who gets the shots at the end of the game and then and then, then you, if you're going for shots at the end of the game I'm picking James Harden I'm picking so KD I'll pick, I'll pick KD so, okay if, if, if we're talking three pointers I don't, I don't I'm think... going for James Harden because people will be afraid to try and defend him because of a foul if you're going for like if you just need a two or whatever by all means give that Kevin Durant no one's stopping that jump pull up jump short Kyrie oh, well if he's on the pitch no, um, no, no, no. I'll, I'll give it to KD <laughs> James Harden is all about the step back but with KD he has that length you know he has that body length so when he's jumping for that shot no way you can block that you know because he's a seven footer taking a three pointer just... I, I know but like say say, say the last shot and you have to bring up the ball from your end Every... do you tell KD to bring it up or do you tell KD to get set up while someone else delivers the ball to him on a pick and roll or something yeah so, but I think I mean how, how are you not picking KD there like how, how is that even possible to me like when James Harden is shooting the ball you can see defenders are so scared close to him sometimes he just like most of his threes look like they're not contested because everyone's just afraid of a foul but but Tony you look at the playoffs for Houston over the past few years and when they've been eliminated they got eliminated in games where like they shot 50 trees and they just couldn't hit any oh don't like, get me wrong if, if he's been playing that game during the game and he's not on form please obviously don't give him the ball I'm, I'm assuming like he's on form and he's like scoring 40 points or 50 or whatever it is like say he's been shooting and his shots have been going in throughout the game yes he's on form I'm, I'll All give right. it to him if he's not on form then yeah give it to give it to KD KD has closed games for like Golden State so I, I know I know what but he's I capable of it's a good option for them because KD can drive to the basket he can shoot just he doesn't need a jump back or just because of his height that if you have to trade yeah. those players that's what I think who's defending them it's going to be whoever's open whoever can get open quickest and get the cleanest shot I think it's rather than being like um, KD you shoot no matter what it's been like nah get it to whoever can is open whoever has a clean look at the basket and I'm sure they'll and be doing these runs during training too like you know they'll be doing all these kind of runs like close games like you know who's going to make that shot do you expect James to do better with this team than Houston or was it a case that Houston was built around him so that that was his play style but now it's a little bit complicated there's too many all-stars so you don't expect him to get as much point as yeah no it's hard to say like it's it's how it's how Steve Nash is gonna is going to what style he's going to develop is he like all the points we mentioned are you gonna have them sacrificing or like Clay said are you gonna have um James Harden on and the other two resting so James Harden is able to you know play his style more effectively you know by doing a lot more uh, of his threes and driving to the basket without having to sacrifice to KD and stuff like I, you know he might have um two or three styles he might have a style that involves Kyrie and James or he might have a style that involves James and KD and then the other person is like taking a bit of a rest I don't know it, it's all down to Steve Nash how he wants to push this I think you should so just look at OKC, OKC old tapes and look at how Harden was playing with, uh, with KD Harden 
wasn't he? Wasn't he coming off the bench? He was coming off the bench. Yeah, he was coming off the bench. Yeah, back then he wasn't the James Harden we know now. So it's hard. He can't really look back. Those tapes are outdated. If you ask me, for play stuff. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's quite outdated to be honest. Yeah, it's difficult. We just have to wait and see for the first at least three to four games. Well, for Tali, your question of like his his stats aren't going to be the same. He's not going to be able to average. Well, I expect he won't be able to average forty points a game like with him, KD, and Kyrie. There, like they're going to spread those points out a bit more. I doubt they're all going to average mm-hmm. in the thirties. Average yeah. drop maybe across the board. Yeah, like like LeBron and AD playing together. Like they they kind of score the same amount of points. But if one of them was by themselves, you expect them to kind of score more and lead the team. And obviously, like Harden Cuddy knows this, so that just kind of shows how serious he was about probably trying to get this um, this ring before he retires. Because t- t- Tony, me and you talked before about Westbrook and how um, you know he's, he's he's in a situation now where he's probably not gonna get a ring. And I I asked I asked you, what, is Westbrook willing to sacrifice his game plan, like his enjoyment of basketball, of being that number one, to actually win the ring? And we kind of went he back and forth about it, and then we came. Uh, he already he already sacrificed yeah, he did. when he and, came to Houston. Westbrook. Let's, let's not just, forget though. He will always he always play with such ferocity. Like you know, he's not going to change that aspect about him. Like, that's why why people like him. If he has to change that that attacking mentality, I don't know if you're going to really like the Westbrook that emerges from that. But I, I guess I you're ring. Of, yeah, but like it's it's kind of like okay, it's kind of like this. If James Harden's averaging forty points and not winning a ring, if you tell him, yo, we need you to average twenty points or just under that, and we can get you a ring, do you think he's still going to love playing basketball? That means he shoots like what three well, or four I, shots or whatever and a few rebounds a few layups and he's mainly on the bench yeah I mean if, if, if we're thinking if, you know hypothetically then I think you do it once and then you go somewhere else like as long as you have that in your locker like yeah I got a ring then you can like okay screw this I'm gonna I'm gonna go play I'm gonna go play basketball now you know what I mean okay let me tell you then if he does that and let's say he reaches the finals but he doesn't win so he didn't do it so he's dropped his average he didn't win but he got to the finals right next year do you think he'll be happy to do that again because he got him that far well were you ever in the finals before if the, if the answer is no Rockets. then you do it again you, you you try again I said this time you try harder you know you, you work something out because if, if, you, if, you, if you if you change your game plan and you get to the finals then I don't know why you'd go back to the old way that didn't get you to the finals it's like it's a long it's a long journey to the finals so it's kind of like you're playing but you're not enjoying the game yeah no I, I, I get you, you step, I understand you step that. on the court I'm just and saying you don't, like for one season you, you don't get that buzz you don't get that buzz there's only so, so long you can do that for that you might just want to go back and because then it's not because then it's not like because then it just turns into a typical job I just want to get this done and get, get home the fun is gone yeah fair enough I agree like yeah obviously take take the sacrifice initially but uh, how long you're willing to keep that sacrifice is, is a different issue for each player so I mean people tune in to watch Westbrook even though he hasn't won a ring because of how he plays it's so entertaining so if you remove that yeah you're still watching but you might be like what's, what's going on here if he then wins the ring you might be like okay yeah cool but please come back to the way you were both so are the next few like you know favorites to come out of the east now I think the 76 is at the best you know? I think so yeah, yeah I was just yeah, about yeah, to say don't don't discount them mm. Because Harden you know, really wanted to go to the Sixers, but it didn't work out. The, the GM wanted him to go to uh, Nets. So I, I think Sixers is there. The Bucks and yeah, Boston and um, Boston. Yeah, they're good. They're they're in there. They're in there too. They're always going to be there. But but the eyes. But what to watch out to the Sixers though, definitely and the Bucks. Who's not number one now in um, in the Celtics? East? Celtics. Then then um 
box, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and the 76ers. It's uh, Celtics box 76ers, but uh, the Celtics have played uh, two less One games. Game. Oh, yeah, two less games, yeah. Than each team, because it's eight, four from the Sixers, and Celtics are seven and three. Why is the guys are picking Philadelphia? Just because if I want Philadelphia's big three, if, if that's even if they have three, I think they have two. So I'm, I'm surprised you're picking them. So, I mean, I, for me, it's it's um, it's um Brooklyn number one. It's a fall to my Celtics, but um, nah, it's Brooklyn all the way. Like. To me, like, it comes down to, like, who from the next can actually stop, like, maybe Joel Embiid. Nobody can stop Joel Embiid. Like, he's just going to kill him. And Dwight. Or Dwight Howard. You know, so, like, so that, that's what, and that's why I asked my question before. Like, defensively, what, what can Brooklyn actually do? Like, um, Joe Harris doesn't play defense. James Hyde doesn't play defense. So, like, what what we they do defensively with, like, someone like Joel Embiid? Yeah, and he's healthy, man. <laughs> he's healthy for this long so far. So, like, it, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Ben's doing well as well. I mean, they've got good pieces anyway. Okay, let, let me, actually, let me just ask the this was my other question I forgot I had two questions before I've asked the first one would you guys still pick Nets to be favourites if Kyrie's not in the picture yes you got KD there man so two yeses two no so everyone who said yes is pretty much saying James Harden and KD are just that good that both of them alone is enough 100% so you think those two alone they were were always favourites though defeat you, you think those two are enough to defeat the 76ers as they are right Man, now? Man, the, the Celtics have been beating the 76ers last three, four years. Like, like 76ers haven't done anything. Why, why are we showing them love? No, but... The 76ers, you got to put respect on what they, they brought in. Like, they're they're deeper. You have Seth Curry, yeah. you have uh, Danny Green, and then Dwight Howard. So they've added, like, a lot. Don't forget they went seven, 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 seven for one. What was it? Seven for one? How many wins in a row was that? Well, um, they're, not, well, they're not first anymore, but like you said, Celtics are, are what, um, two games behind? So they're on top now, but they haven't played as many, as many games. Look, there's no there's no way I'm putting Joel Embiid over Kevin Durant. I, it's just not it's not going to happen. Like, like, I'm not, I'm just, I, Embiid is a great player, but Kevin Durant is maybe one of the best scorers that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. So, like, it's, it's I, I'm giving. It's all good to score and everything. Are you not gonna address? Are you not gonna address the defensive issue they have? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I would actually stop Joel Embiid. Like DeAndre Jordan can't stop Joel Embiid. So, so like, who's, who's gonna stop? Who's gonna he can't stop both Joel Embiid and um, Dwight. It's a bit too much for one person. Guys, don't forget Joel Embiid got zero points against Raptors. So somebody definitely stopped him on that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, allow him, man. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. So let let just let just. Calm down here with Joel Embiid. Thank you so much for that. Huh? That was great. That was last season. Come on, my guys, guys. Car- that was what? <laughs> this, that was current season, was, my friend. Oh, sorry. Me that's last season. Oh, this is current season. Zero? Yeah, against the Raptors. I missed that game. Come on, Yeah, but he, he was held to zero. It was a... Uh... People kind of laughed at him because he, he missed. I think it was something like twelve shots he t- took. Yeah, I'm just there's no there's no way it's like because obviously the the box are there as well and there's Yanis there. But the thing is, in the when the playoffs come along and you know you can scheme for every player, there's there's no scheme to stop KD. There's no scheme to stop James Harden because they can shoot and they can drive. There's you, you can there's there are ways to stop Embiid. It's been done before. Even the the Celtics with without Kyrie without Kemba stopped them. So, you know, like, 7 sixes have been stopped before. Ben Simmons' game is a great player, but he's also limited. So, like, I'm, I'm rolling with the Nets all the way. And if, if they don't get it done, they'll have, they'll have it to answer for. That's, that's me, like. So, you go for the Nets? I'm going for Philadelphia. Anthony? <sighs> down to the bloody damn Kyrie guy, but I'm, I'm going to go for... Actually, I don't know about Kyrie, so I'm going to assume he's not in the mix right now. 76ers. 76ers. Obi? 
I'll say the Bucks. Oh, okay, okay. Steven? I'm going to go 76ers just because of their current depth. Sorry, yeah, rewind my decision. Sorry. Yeah, 76ers. <laughs> Thinking about it, they don't have, they don't, they didn't really get enough pieces for, uh, um, for Giannis this season. So, yeah, definitely the Sixers. Yeah. That's well. But don't sleep on the Hornets, though. I feel, I feel, I feel for my guy in, in Washington, you know, Westbrook. I love him as a player, you know, um, but it's just, it's not looking good for him. And it just, it just kind of proves kind of when you're, when you're on top of your game, you know, you don't want to waste those years. Because like the, the, that window to win a chip isn't always going to be there, you know. 